the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and Locked On Podcast Network. The AFC West, you can make the legitimate argument there are four teams that can win the division. Man, you got to be Russell Wilson's, like, roadie or something, man. man. <laughs> Javante Williams, love this guy. It's time for another episode of the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This eight-episode series is taking you division by division across the NFL, getting you ready and answering all of your burning questions ahead of the 2022 NFL Season And to do that, we're joined by all of our locked on local NFL experts who cover your favorite teams and know them back and forward like no one else. That's over 50 different experts that are going to be coming through over the course of this program. We're also going to be joined by Lee Sterling, the one of the leading uh, betting experts across all sports from the Locked On Bets podcast and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, a part of the uh, Peacock and Williamson NFL show to give you his predictions across the division. And of course, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, the daily host of the Locked On Saints podcast. But throughout this series, I'm going to help you go division by division to get you ready for the NFL season. And today, it's the AFC West, one of the most competitive, consistently competitive divisions across the NFL just got better this past off season. The Chargers have loaded up on a defense to help to support their young rookie, not even rookie anymore, but just star quarterback in Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid is still Andy Reid. And that means the Kansas City Chiefs are still very much the Kansas City Chiefs. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr reunite after their uh, you know older playing days back in Las Vegas. The Raiders have gotten much better. And of course, the Denver Broncos upgrading the most important position on the field at quarterback with the addition of Russell Wilson this offseason. Which team is the most improved? Who's the second best quarterback? And where should you be putting your money when it comes to the AFC West? We got all that coming up for you here as we get started with today's episode of the Pro Football Preview 2022, kicking it off with the make or break stories of the AFC West. Make or break. All right, everybody, it is time for the AFC West, one of the consistently most competitive divisions across the NFL. And here at the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, we've got nothing but the greatest here to help us break it all down. From Locked On Chiefs, we've got Chris Clark. From uh, Locked On Raiders, we've got your boy Q. Locked On Chargers, David Drogmeyer and Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos. And Cody, I actually want to start with you here because when we talk about make or break stories, perhaps the biggest offseason story in the division happened in Denver with Russell Wilson being traded over from the Seattle Seahawks. Is that the make or break story for this team going into 2022? Or is there something else that you're looking at around Russell Wilson? Well, you know, I would say that it makes the Broncos season for the last seven years since Peyton Manning retired. It's been a conversation every year that we've done these shows Maybe this is the year they have the quarterback. And mm. now they have a guy who's been proven consistently throughout his entire career in the National Football League, has been to two Super Bowls, has won one Super Bowl, just signed a mega contract extension with the Denver Broncos as well. So he'll be in the AFC West for at least the next seven years alongside the Patrick Mahomes, the next 
potentially upcoming Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. It's going to be a, the wild, wild west here, but Russell Wilson makes the Denver Broncos this upcoming season for him. He is the electrifying factor that will draw people from the national media side of things, not to mention when the Broncos travel, Russell Wilson, I mean, he commands a lot more Broncos fans to want to go to those games on the road. They didn't get that with Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. Yeah, as much as we love Teddy Bridgewater as a person, he is not the draw that Russell Wilson is. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Let's head across the way here to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Clark locked on Chiefs, the make-or-break story for Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and those uh, perennial Super Bowl contender Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the make-or-break story, I think, has to be you know trading away Tyree Kill. I think it makes or breaks mm. this team this year because it's going to be such a shift in what they're going to do offensively. Uh, bringing in new pieces, and we'll get to this a little bit later in the in the players that they brought in, uh, but really changing the offense and changing the way that they're going to try to attack defenses. I think that's the make-or-break story uh, in this season for Kansas City. From a wide receiver loss to a wide receiver gained, your boy Q locked on Raiders, Devontae Adams reuniting with Derek Carr. What's the make-or-break story there in Las Vegas when it comes to those two and uh, and, and those Raiders? Well, you know, it's obviously Devontae Adams is going to be the big story, and that's obviously a make-or-break story when it comes to the Raiders, but also they have a new regime, you know, led by mm -hmm. head coach Josh McDaniels coming over from the New England Patriots. And uh, I think the combination of Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, the weapons that are there, and oh, by the way, an elite play caller for the first time in a very long time in Josh McDaniels is also going to be a big-time make-or-break. So it's really about how Josh McDaniels gets the most out of the offensive weapons that he has now, led by Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. Looks like it could be a scary uh, situation uh, for opposing teams, but the whole division looks like it'd be a scary situation. So should be a lot of fun to pay attention to and monitor. And one defense went from good to, I mean, maybe even great at this point. The Los Angeles Chargers very busy over the course of this offseason. David Drugmeyer, what's the make or break story there in L.A.? Well, it's it's the revamped defense. I mean, it has to be. The Chargers gave up 140 rushing yards per game last year, and that's just not going to cut it. So a lot of the moves were tailored at fixing that exact problem, bringing in a couple of big hogs in the middle in Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. And then, of course, you trade for Khalil Mack, just guys that have a reputation of stopping the run, and the Chargers desperately need that. We'll see if those moves actually pay off this season. Now, as we go through these make-or-break stories, what I hear – are a lot of improvements, particularly, sorry, Chris, for the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos. Uh, who's the most improved team in this division right now? That's I a tough say, one. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would say that it probably has to be, you'd probably have to say the Broncos because the quarterback's the most important position in football, mm -hmm. right? So I would probably have to say it has to be the Broncos are the most improved, but there's a lot of improvements around the whole division, really. That's exactly where I was going to go with it as well, Q, is that you get the most important position figured out and the rest of it can really follow. So I think it has to be the Broncos' new regime, new quarterback. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a fun division. It is. Uh, David, do you agree there, locked on Chargers? Is it the Broncos or do you feel like the Chargers may have the uh, at least a stake in that argument? I definitely feel like the Chargers have a stake in that argument, no question. Obviously, the quarterback is the most important position on the football field, and I mean, you can ask Cody how many different quarterbacks the, the Broncos have cycled through the last six or seven years to understand how important that, that is. But the Chargers have made wholesale changes, especially on the defensive side. They already had a top five offense in the league last year, and they didn't really lose anybody on that unit. But on defense, it was completely transformed. They added impact players at every single level. They go get J.C. Jackson, a absolute ball hawk corner, a shutdown corner. 
like I said, Khalil Mack to pair with Joey Bosa, those mm-hmm. guys in the middle. So a completely over uh, overhaul defense, get guys that are impact at each level. Also, guys that have experience in Brandon Staley's defense to go out there and actually execute the vision of defense that he wants to call. Cody, do you feel like there are other places that the Broncos have made improvements this offseason beyond just Russell Wilson that kind of locks in the idea that they're the most improved team in this division? Well, you know, it's tough to say because I think you can make great arguments for teams like the Chiefs. Like as much as Tyreek Hill, that's going to be such a big loss for them. I think the additions of obviously the cornerback that they drafted, I think George Mm -hmm. Karloftis is going to add some fire to their defense. I mean, there could be a real situation where the Chiefs defense is probably the best it has been since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback. There's an argument there. And, and as David mentioned with the Chargers, going at and adding J.C. Jackson is a huge move for them. Khalil Mack, getting the guys that they were able to get on that interior defensive line. Denver has you know some ap- improvements, some new additions, but for the most part, they're returning a lot of last year's team, minus you know a couple positions. I think the addition of Randy Gregory will be very big for this Broncos team if he can find a way to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. He and Bradley Chubb are kind of in line to start at, at the edge rusher position for Denver alongside Draymond Jones, who's there, Baron Browning, switching from inside linebacker to edge rusher, and he's looked like a freak so far in the offseason. Um, I think you can make real good arguments for some of these other teams, but yeah, I mean, obviously when you improve your quarterback position it changes the entire narrative I think it's changed the national perception of the Denver Broncos and we've seen that from how many nationally televised games Denver has gotten mm-hmm. this year when they only had one last year now this is really kind of a hand-me-down Thursday night game you know on a short week against the Cleveland Browns that were really banged up so I don't really count that as nationally televised game last year the national spotlight is on Denver and the entire AFC West this year so we have Russell Wilson now in the AFC Justin Herbert's one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Derek Carr, I I would argue that the majority of NFL teams out there that are looking for quarterbacks or maybe don't have top 15 quarterbacks, they would take him as their starting quarterback. And of course, there's Patrick Mahomes. So let me ask this question here before we get to division predictions. So we know that Patrick Mahomes is QB1 within the division, or at least we feel pretty confident that that's going to be the case. Who is the second best quarterback in this division? Well, that's Justin Herbert for me. Uh, I'm sure that I might have a couple of people that might disagree with me, but <laughs> I feel like uh, potential wise and what he's already done being literally the most historic quarterback through two seasons in NFL history. I feel like Justin Herbert is definitely a, a prime candidate for that. You know, I'll, I'll just jump in and say mm-hmm. that I think that there's an argument for, you know, a lot of guys. But, you know, and I've heard this ever since Russell Wilson's joined the division that oh, Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the division. That's still not a bad thing. No. Right. right. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's not a bad thing. All the quarterbacks are really good in the division. Even if Derek Carr is the fourth best quarterback, he's still a top 15 quarterback. Right. Yep. So I don't think it really matters. Uh, the one thing I think Justin Herbert is a really good quarterback. But as David knows, you've got to get to the playoffs and he hasn't got to the playoffs yet. You can get all the accolades that you want. But you got to get to the playoffs. And Derek Carr got to the playoffs, didn't have success in the playoffs, didn't win that game. He's got to be able to take that next step. So Patrick Mahomes has been there. He's done that. Russell Wilson has been there and done that. So I'd put those guys up there at 1-1A. One, and then, you know, you can argue about who's number two, honestly. But uh, I think all the quarterbacks in the division are top top 15, top 10. And and that's why it's going to make this division so so difficult to see who and predict who's really going to win it because – you could say the first team, the best team in the division might end up being the worst team this year, and it's still very close race. 
I think uh, Q said it perfectly. I mean, what Justin Herbert's been able to do through his first two years is, you know, impeccable. And, and I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. I love him. Watched him in high school. Watched him in college up close in person. He is a, f- a fantastic football player, fantastic human being. But the thing for the Chargers, you got to get to the playoffs. You got to win some games. And I know that there were a lot of questions about Brennan Staley, which I know that David will probably address a little bit as to, like, how can he learn from last year for this Chargers team until somebody unseats Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, I've got to go with them. And and Mahomes, I think a big test for him this season, just from someone who covers the AFC West from another team's perspective, if Patrick Mahomes can take the offense and take the guys around him, minus the Tyreek Hill and replicate and have really good offensive success, I'd say, you know what? That's exactly what you want. He's a guy that maybe elevates everybody else. And I say you can make the argument. Each quarterback in this division elevates every playmaker around them, elevates every unit around them, which is a great thing, which I I think that we can make a bold claim here, and I don't think we'll be disputed by anybody on this entire network. The AFC West, you can make the legitimate argument there are four teams that can win the division. I don't think you can confidently say that about any other division right now in the National Football League. Chris Clark, we'll give you the floor here to wrap us up on this topic quickly. Who is the number two quarterback in this division behind Patrick Mahomes? I'd say that it's Russell Wilson, and I love Justin Herbert. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think he could be great. He's easily a guy that I could see as a top five quarterback. Uh, We have to see what he can do in the playoffs. We have to see what he's able to do uh, when the brighter lights come on in the postseason. But Russell Wilson has been there, and I also feel like Russell Wilson's been in a bad situation with Pete Carroll for the past several years, so we haven't actually got to see what he's capable of. And I think you saw it early on in his career, and I think you're going to see it. And I just want to point out, I want to say something to Q on his comment about Derek Carr being the fourth-best QB in the in the division. I think that's a great comment, but I also will say he's improved so much over the last two or three seasons that I didn't expect him to do with the way he started his career. So I, I think he's playing a lot better, and I agree. I think he's a top 10, maybe on the, on the cusp of top 10, but easily top 15 QB in the NFL. So for me, it's Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and then Derek Carr uh, after Patrick Mahomes. It's a lot of a lot of game recognized game here in the AFC West, and I think that makes perfect sense with all of these teams. We're going to hear from Lee Sterling a little bit later, but guys, there's actually an odds. There's actually some odds out there that all four of these teams, like odds for all four of these teams, to make the playoffs. That's how good this division is. To Cody's point about you know you can argue a division winner anyway. Now, speaking of division winners, we've got division predictions here coming up next. Division predictions. And in order for us to do that, what we do all the time is have Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, former NFL scout, give us his division predictions. Here's what he had to say, guys, about the AFC West. AFC West is just brutal. And we, if we go four to one in the West, I'm going to go Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs. Sort of reluctantly. I mean, the Raiders are a really good number four team. They won 10 games last year, but they also allowed 65 more points than they scored last year. So they had some luck on their side. I think their offense has a chance to be very, very good. But the O-line is really worrisome. So if things get derailed there, that's a bit of an issue for me. I think the defense is middle of the road. I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I like the upgrade, of course, at quarterback. I think this is a very well-rounded team as well. Rookie head coach gives me a little bit of pause, though. A lot of change in Denver. I, I just trust the stability of some of the other organizations in the AFC more. 
I just think the Chargers are rapidly ascending, though. Their roster is fantastic. Their quarterbacks is almost as good as any in the league and could be as good as any in the league by this time next year. They've, they've surrounded him with all sorts of weaponry. They've rebuilt the offensive line over the last two years. And I'm going to keep Kansas City at one. And that's just a bet on Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. I mean, look at Reid's record within the AFC West since he took over the Chiefs. It's remarkable. Mahomes is still an elite player. They're going to play differently. You know, they run the ball a little more, you know, spread the ball around, fewer big plays. But I still think they are the team to beat in the West and maybe the whole conference. I mean, the, the Bills will challenge them, of course. Well, there's that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that, you know, Matt obviously knows what he's talking about when it comes to the league. I think he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the AFC West. I just think it's, you know, not as easy as everyone's dialed up because I think that the division's going to really cannibalize themselves. They're going to eat each other up. I mean, every game is going to be, you know, a slugfest, a, a mm-hmm. knockout, drag out, you know, competition. And so, you know, uh, just speaking from the Raiders' point of view, he talks about the Raiders, you know, didn't, didn't uh, score as many points as they gave up, but they still found ways to win 10 games. And, you know, the last two years, uh, Vegas has had them to to only win a certain amount of games, six and then eight. And they've they've topped that both the last two years. So I believe that uh, the bet online that net line is about eight and a half for them mm-hmm. this uh, upcoming season. So I would probably bet on the over again. And does that mean that they're going to be the fourth team? Maybe. You know what I mean? I mean, again, just like we said, uh, you can be a nine or ten win team and still end up in fourth. I mean, this division, I think, is going to be that stinking good. So I think any of us could put out a prediction of who's going to win the division and probably is a good a good bet because it's going to be that that close. Uh, David, you know, uh, David Drugmeyer locked on Chargers. The, the folks that are that are watching and that are listening weren't able to see it, but I caught it. I saw the eye roll when it came to betting on Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. What was that about? Well, for me, Tyreek Hill bailed out Patrick Mahomes a lot in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. I feel like those backyard football plays were a huge part of their offense, and Tyreek Hill's not going to be there anymore. And I feel like that can't be understated enough. He has a couple of guys that have never been superstars in any offense that they've been in, and they're going to have to be, you know, they're going to have to step up and they're going to have to man those roles. And yeah, Andy Reid's a historic offensive coach, and I truly believe in his ability, but I do feel like it's going to take some time for them to find that rhythm and be able to gel on offense. And I think it might be might take too much time with the amount of talent that's in this division. Cody, um, locked on Broncos, looking at those rankings with the Denver Broncos falling third uh, in, in, in those rankings. Again, it, this is still a, a, no matter what, probably a very successful division as we've been discussing. But what is sort of the one thing that the Broncos need to go their way outside of the quarterback in order to be in a situation to where they actually do win this division? Well, you know, I think first off, they have to find a way to at least split a series with the Kansas City Chiefs this year. They've lost 13, Mm. almost 14 straight games against Kansas City going back to 2015, Peyton Manning's final year endeavor. Ironically enough, the Chiefs winning streak began when Peyton Manning was benched in that 2015 Super Bowl season for Brock Osweiler. Some story for all of you out there right here. But I I think you have to find a way to split at least a series with the Kansas City Chiefs. You have to find a way to split one, at least with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders have had, and the Chiefs have had the Broncos numbers the last couple of years. Denver's always kind of split in the last few years every game with the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, Denver winning at home, losing on the road. If you can find a way, if Denver can find a way to sweep one of these divisional opponents, I think things can bode well for their chances. But here's another thing as well, because mm-hmm. I, I bank on it, and I'm a firm believer, big believer in this, by the way. 
I think there will be three teams from the AFC West who will represent in the playoffs. You're going to have your division winner. I think you'll have two wildcard teams from the AFC West in the playoffs this year. And as you mentioned, there's the outside chance, maybe all four teams, depending on what happens in the AFC South, what happens in the AFC North. I like the Broncos. I like everyone's team's chances here that are in this ultimate division preview. I think the biggest thing for me, I look at the Chiefs' opening schedule just on paper, theoretically on paper. The Chiefs have the most brutal schedule out of all these teams combined to open up the season. And if the Chiefs can pass that test, I think that for them, they'll be the favorite to win the division here once again. Chris, Locked on Chiefs, that first uh, place schedule, obviously a big one. I'll just ask you straight up, can the Kansas City Chiefs keep it going? Yes, I think they can. And to David's point, yes, I believe that Tyree Kill did bail out Patrick Mahomes at times in the past. What I will say, though, is the Chiefs' offensive wide receivers are going to be better this year than they've had in Patrick Mahomes' career. I mm. truly believe that they're going to be better as a unit, not top talent. I, I will give you that. Tyree Kill is obviously not here, and it's not going to be somebody that you can replace easily. But the addition of MVS, the addition of Juju, and then you start talking about Sky Moore, what McCall Hardman can do, that's going to be better than they've had for Patrick Mahomes in his career so far. I think they can keep it going. The biggest test that they're going to have early on in the schedule, obviously, is going to be the Chargers on Thursday Night Football for Amazon Prime. It's going to be a great game. I cannot wait. I'm going to be that at that game, mm. and it's going to be phenomenal. And that will give us a true test of where this team is really going to be because – you look at the first game they play against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be without Hopkins, so a little bit of a, a little bit of a break there. Uh, but yeah, it's a tough schedule for sure. Let, let me jump in real quick, and yeah. I just want to ask. I know Travis Kelsey obviously is the number one dude, but in, in Kansas City, as far as I mean, you rolled out the wide receivers that are going to be there. Who's the number one? Probably Juju. I think he's got the best chemistry with Mahomes so far right now. Uh, MVS, I think, and him are getting on the same page. Uh, but they've got another tight end in Fortson that you know had a good season started off last year before he got injured, and I think he's going to be able to complement Kelsey very well. Maybe keep some snaps off Travis Kelsey and open up the offense as well. I'm interested. To see, I'm interested to see how Juju does as as a number one because he's been at his best when he was a number two. I mean, mm -hmm. at the best time he played was with AB, who was a true alpha. And I mean, again, Travis Kelsey is the is the alpha there. But I'm interested just right. to see how it shakes out. Just like you know, if you look at Green Bay, I'm interested to see how that shakes out with those scenarios mm -hmm. as well. But that, that'll I'm sure be Peter a, Bukowski a is too. Yeah, be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll be a good storyline to watch for sure. No, and I think you're right. I think Travis Kelsey is the number one guy when it comes to receiving options. So you know, is Juju the number one? No, he's really more like a number two. So I think it kind of works into his favor. I was really excited to see him and, and Tyree kill. Obviously, that didn't happen. So. We'll see how this division shakes out and how Kansas City is able to play. But I'm really excited about the new receivers they have because they have the ability to get open. And that's something that the receivers beyond Tyree Kill struggled with last year. And it really slowed down the offense of Kansas City at times. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, uh, Locked on Chiefs, let, let's stick with you for just a sec. Give us your four through one, your prediction on how the division finishes up in 2022. You know, it's tough. I, I agree with Cody and, and everybody else. I think this is going to be a fantastic division, and it is possible all four teams end up in the playoffs, especially if you start talking about uh, splitting divisional games with some of these teams. Uh, right now, as I have it, I'm still thinking it's probably going to be the Raiders at four, the Broncos at three, the Chargers at two, and Kansas City winning the division. I love it. Your boy Q locked on Raiders. What about you? 
Well, I, I think it's going to be very difficult. Uh, this division, I think it's the most wide open it's ever been, right? I, I could see any of these teams win the division. So I'm just going to defer to the head coaches. And uh, I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, that's, that's how I kind of kind of look at it. I'm great. looking at the coaches. So uh, I'm going to put Denver at four because I have questions about Nathaniel Hackett. He hasn't proven it yet as a head coach, right? I'm going to put the Chargers at three with Brandon Staley. I think he's a good coach, but I think he still has – you know, a little bit of room to grow. He's had some growing pains, but I think that, you know, with the added roster and the the the, the weapons he brought, especially in defensively, it'll probably help it'll boost them up. And I'll put the Raiders at second only because I think Josh McDaniels has learned a ton since he was the Denver Broncos head coach and went back to New England. It just seems like he's the more elite play caller. And then I'll just put mm-hmm. Kansas City at number one because Andy Reid is still Andy Reid until he's not, right? So, I mean, and look, that's the same way it was last season. That's the same way the division shook out. And so right. it probably won't be that way, but when I have questions, I just go back to the head coaches. It's a really, really great point. Uh, David Drogmeyer locked on charges. I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, you might have some comments on Brandon Staley uh, as well, but uh, which might be him improving going into 2022. How do you see this division shaking out this year? Absolutely. Well, for Brandon Staley last year, yes. Obviously, he was very aggressive on fourth downs, but a lot of that was because his defense was 28th in the league. You know, he could not mm-hmm. trust them to stop the run or get off the f- get off the field, especially, you know, there were in way too many of those third and three, third and four situations. It's really hard to defend that. It's a lot easier to convert those on offense. So now he has a defense that is actually assembled specifically to play the type of defense he wants to play. So they're still going to be aggressive, but I don't think they're going to be as aggressive because they trust their defense to be able to get stops this year. So for me, I have a lot of question marks about the Raiders head coach. The last time he was a head coach, it was an unmitigated disaster. So he's going to have to prove it to me. He's going to have to show me that he has learned and improved as a head coach. And the Broncos, for the same reason, a lot of uncertainty there. He's a first time head coach. Uh, Obviously, Russell Wilson's fantastic, and he's going to help out that team tremendously. But I feel like the Chargers have done everything that they possibly could do besides adding a premium right tackle to this team to address every single one of their needs going into this offseason. And yes, they still got to do it. But I feel like talent-wise, they are the most talented team in the division and one of the most talented teams in football. I have them winning the AFC West. And I have the Chiefs, number two. I have the Broncos, number three. And the Raiders, excuse me, number four. Wow. Uh, let's jump over to Cody Rourke, locked on Broncos. Take us home on the division predictions. Four to one, buddy. How do you see it chicken out? Uh, it's going to be very tough. You know, for me, uh, having been around the Josh McDaniels experience, I think for me, I have a huge question mark around him, right? Because in Denver, he was not good at building relationships with players. And when he went to St. Louis, it was kind of the same ordeal there. He left the Colts high and dry a little bit, but maybe he's learned about himself a little bit. That's going to be something I wait to see. You know, what about their defense? Right now I look at their secondary, and you know, I have some questions about it. So for me, I'm going to put the Raiders at four. I'm going to go with the Chargers at number three because I think this is a year where the Broncos can overwhelm a little bit, and they have. Like Justin Herbert has probably been flustered a little bit more by the Denver Broncos. He actually told me this himself in Los Angeles during the Super Bowl. Denver was one of the toughest teams he's had to face so far in his career early on. And then outside of that, I think that Denver can have the chance. It's really a coin flip between Denver and the Chargers for two and three right there. I think you can go either way. I'm going to go with Denver at two. And until somebody unseats Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I've got them at number one as much as it pains me to do so. Plus, you know, I have $220,000 at stake on, you know, a free bet for all my division winners. So there we go. There you go. You got to love that, right? It's a whole other game when you have the money riding on it, even when it's free money. (laughs) 
Uh, that is our division predictions here for the AFC West. But for any of these teams to be in position to either win the division or at least challenge to make the playoffs, it's going to take some key performances from some impact players. We're going to jump to those impact players next here in the AFC West as we continue on with our ultimate pro football preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Impact players. All right, everybody, continuing on with the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. Thank you again for being here with us. And of course, big thank you to our partners over at Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Continuing on here with our AFC West Division Preview. Guys, this division is incredibly exciting. We know everything that we need to know about the quarterbacks in this division. I mean, we've spoken about it quite a bit here. So I'm going to ask you to tell me about some of the impact players, maybe one on offense, one on defense, and some other guys you're keeping your eye out on that are going to help it all happen around the quarterback. David Drogmeyer locked on Chargers. Let's start with you around Justin Herbert. Who are the guys that are going to help it all happen? Well, Justin Herbert uh, has an embarrassment of riches uh, as far as (laughs) offensive weapons are concerned. You know, Keenan Allen is one of the premier wide receivers in the league, a phenomenal route runner, a guy who has done it year after year after year. So you and often disrespected. Let me say it for you. Often disrespected. Yeah, which I I don't I don't understand. I mean, you you ask you poll wide receivers around the league and you ask them, who do you watch to get better as a wide receiver? A lot of the times they're going to say they watch Keenan Allen. And that's because he's a true technician at the wide receiver position. So you always have to acknowledge Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, a guy who signed a big contract. He's the big play guy. You know, he's a, a 50-50 type of receiver. It's more like an 80-20 guy. He just seems like he always is able to go up and get the football in the big moments. But I'm actually going to go to a lesser known to- position here a a less exciting position but incredibly important for the chargers and that's the right tackle position Mm. they uh, that had a a switch over uh this offseason with trey pipkins earning that starting right tackle job he filled in admirably last year a couple of spot starts he was fantastic this is a guy who come from came from a very small school in sioux falls and uh really had a tumultuous journey uh, you know working his way to becoming the starting right tackle the chargers if they can get even average starting right tackle play, this could be one of the best offensive lines in the NFL for the Chargers. That's a great situation to have for a young quarterback as explosive as Justin Herbert, of course. Cody Rourke locked on Broncos. We'll go to you next. Impact players, the guys that kind of already know the system that can have a huge impact in 2022. Well, you know, kind of staying away from the stereotypical, hey, Russell Wilson is going to be the most impact player. You know, we got to take a look at the pieces around him. And I think one player, well, actually a couple. I mean, the Broncos really struggled with Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy Bridgewater is more of the check down type of guy. He's not the guy mm-hmm. that's going to take consistent shots downfield. You know, it's going to benefit Cortland Sutton in a big way. But I think the guy that's going to benefit the most and have the most impact this season from the receiver standpoint, and there's many that I can name off here. I think it's going to be Jerry Judy. We're going to finally see the breakout mm-hmm. year for him because the first couple of seasons, I mean, he had Drew Locke as his quarterback then last year he had Teddy Bridgewater then he suffered in week one a high ankle sprain that we all thought was a broken leg at first was able to return eight weeks later and then Pat Schirmer just wanted to use him as a decoy on jet motions without actually getting him involved in the offense 
He's been a big focal point. His ability to create separation as a route runner. We talked about Keenan Allen being a great route runner. You can have a you know a guy like Jerry Judy in that same conversation. Now for him, can he focus on the ball? You know, a lot of his issues so far with drops throughout his career have really just been concentration drops because he's getting open, but he's trying to make a play before he even has the ball in his hand to get upfield. He and Russ have developed a really strong chemistry to a point where even Jerry is attending the quarterback meetings inside that position room. Mm. For me, it's going to be Jerry Judy. Chris Clark locked on at Chiefs. Who are the impact players around Patrick Mahomes in 2022 that people need to know? Obviously, Travis Kelsey is going to be the most impactful player on the offense. I think you have to look at that and what he's been able to do in the league. I think he's still the best tight end in the NFL and what he is able to give Patrick and you know, they're on the same page at all times. There's plenty of wide receivers to talk about. We can talk about later that later when we talk about newcomers, but Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey takes this offense to a whole new level, uh, especially at that position. Flip it over to the defensive side, and I'm going to say Legereus Sneed. Uh, and it's because you start looking at guys in this division, and it's going to be going against, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. It's going to be Jerry Judy. It's going to be Cortland Sutton. And I will say this real quick, Cody, I'm very nervous about Cortland Sutton this year because he's finally coming back, I think, from the injury full. Uh, and I think that'll be big for the Broncos. I didn't get to say that earlier. And then you have, you know, Devontae Adams, Henry Renfro in uh, with the Raiders. So, Corner is going to be such a key position for Kansas City, and obviously they went and drafted a corner. And I think he's going to be good, but he is going to be a rookie. Uh, so I think Legarius Sneed is going to play a key role in this on this defense. Love some Louisiana Tech love coming from Chris Clark today <laughs> from Locked On Chiefs. Got to love that. Your boy Q, same question for you. I know there's a lot of newcomers there, but what about the guys that are going to help it happen that are you know more familiar with the system and have been there for a little bit, even with the new head coach? Yeah, I mean, I think that offensively, the Raiders have a lot of weapons right now. Of course, Devontae Adams will get to him at some point in the show just because he's the newcomer. But, I mean, there's there's so many weapons. You have Darren Waller and you have Hunter Renfro. That opens things up uh, with the addition of Devontae Adams. I mean, who do you who do you double or how can you double, mm. right? I mean, it just it opens everything up. But, honestly, offensively, I think that, you know, their butter is going to be bread or their bread is going to be buttered by the way of, uh, the running game, you know, they have a plethora of running backs and Josh McDaniels is a guy that likes to do running back by committee. It'll be led by Josh Jacobs. But, you know, you bring in Brandon Bolden from uh, from New England. You draft Zamir White, you draft Britton Brown, you have Amir Abdullah. I mean, you've got running backs for days, so there should always be a healthy <laughs> dude. So uh, as much as everyone's going to focus in on the passing game and what Derek Carr could do with Devontae Adams, I really think that the running back room is really where where the most uh, the most noise is going to be made. Those are the impact players for each of these teams that we're all kind of already familiar with, but the ones that are going to help it all happen. But what about the newcomers, the new faces we've got coming up next year at the AFC West? New faces. And Q, we'll go back to you, Locked on Raiders. Let's pick right back up to you because maybe one of the biggest non-quarterback additions in this division was Devontae Adams. Is he the big new face that you highlight for this team? And are, are there any others that maybe get overshadowed by his presence? Yeah, I mean, there's two that I, I look at and I focus in on whenever anyone talks to me about, you know, the new additions that the Raiders have. Devontae Adams is obviously the one that jumps off the page. He's the uh, arguably best wide receiver in uh, in football. So he gives Derek Carr the best weapon he's ever had in the NFL. I mean, it's just simple as that. If you look at the weapons the Raiders have now, Derek Carr's never had these kind of weapons. And that's no disrespect to Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree, but they're not Devontae Adams, right? So mm-hmm. that's just the the reality of it but i honestly think and i know this question the marks about this guy when he was a head coach in denver i get it but josh mcdaniels is an elite play caller i don't think anyone could argue that 
right? I mean, he can be whatever you want to call him as a head coach. I think he's an elite play caller, which is what Andy Reid is in uh, in Kansas City. And so that's why I think that he's going to be able to help the Raiders overcome what their biggest Achilles heel is, which is the red zone. They sucked in the red zone. I mean, let's just be honest about it. They were terrible <laughs> in the red zone. And that's what's going to change the game is that now you have guys like a Darren Waller, like a Devontae Adams and a Hunter Renfro. They can get loose in the red zone and Josh McDaniels can press the right button. So I think the combination of those two dudes are going to take take the Raiders to uh, another level of where they need to be. Does that mean that they're going to go win the division? No, it just means that I think that they're having a better chance of winning a lot more games and not having to come from behind because they'll be getting six or seven points instead of three points like they more often than not did last season. This is what I love about the Lockdown Podcast Network. We live and breathe your team every day. So when we talk about new faces, we're going to bring you information about the coaches too and not be afraid to tell you objectively, this team sucked in the red zone last year. Gotta love it. Uh, Cody, <laughs> Cody Rourke, locked on Broncos. Let's go to you. New faces, of course. You've got the quarterback. Uh, you could bring him into this conversation as well, but maybe some other guys uh, that are going to have that immediate, maybe positive impact for the Broncos in 2022. Well, you know, once again here, Russell Wilson transcends everything, <laughs> but I want to focus on some other new faces as well. I want to focus on one on offense and one on defense because I think they'll have ma you know major impacts this season. There's mm -hmm. a rookie wide receiver that this Denver Broncos team has coming into this year, and his name is Montreal Washington out of Sanford University. Now, he's going to be a dynamic wide receiver there outside of K.J. Handler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. He's going to fit in a little bit as well. Had a very, very good training camp, had a very good preseason, developed a really good chemistry with Russell Wilson, and I have yet to see him drop a single pass. And he's caught passes in the middle of two defenders, heavy contact. He's been able to do that. But he's also going to help the Broncos out in an area where they were bottom-ranked in the National Football League last year, and that is a kick return and the punt return game he had a in a return of 27 yards a 27 yard punt return early on in the preseason he had a 34 yard kick return as well he's going to give the broncos and russell wilson the advantage of being able to start off in better field position not inside their own five not inside their own 10 they actually have a dynamic guy that can flip field position for them as well defensively i'm going to switch to another guy here and i think that randy gregory could have a huge impact for the Broncos off the edge. And it all goes back to, can he stay healthy? Now, after he signed a five-year contract with the Denver Broncos in the offseason, he had arthroscopic shoulder surgery, which the team knew about. And he's been back on the field as of late. And he is a sizable human being. But the thing that stands out to me, in, in 12 games of action last year with the Dallas Cowboys, he had six total sacks, but he had 29 total quarterback pressures in just 12 games. You combine him opposite of Bradley Chubb, and you factor in Draymond mm -hmm. Jones, DJ Jones coming over from the San Francisco 49ers and Deshaun Williams that is a very very scary front seven right there and they have some other guys and different things that they're working in with Baron Browning but those are two names that I'll highlight Montreal Washington wide receiver he's a rookie and Randy Gregory opposite of Bradley Chubb I did a show over at Locked on Saints not too long ago to where I talked about who I think will be the top five defenses in the NFL by season's end. And I mentioned that Denver Broncos defense, which I think is one of the ones oh, that man. not enough folks are talking about. Let's I also ride. mentioned that Chargers defense. <laughs> I had to do it. Okay, do we still give timeouts? To mention it too, I, I did also give a shout out to that Chargers defense as well. But David, I'm, I'm going to save you for last on the new faces because I actually have a new face I want to ask you about for 2023 that I think is on the way. I think you know what I'm talking about. So we'll come back to that here in just a second. Chris Clark locked on Chiefs, who are the new faces that folks need to know in Kansas City? 
<laughs> There's so many. That's really the, <laughs> the, big, the big thing. I mean, you know, you ship out Tyreek Hill, and everybody knew Tyreek Hill at Kansas City and how much of a big part of the offense he was. Uh, you know, I talked about this earlier. You know, you have Marquez valdez Scaling, who I think is going to be a good mm-hmm. wide receiver. Is he going to be great? No. But can he be good and can he be productive in this offense? I think he can be very productive in it. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is going to be another guy that is going to be very beneficial uh, for Patrick Mahomes to have. And then you have a rookie in Sky Moore that yeah. is a guy that creates a lot of separation, and I think that's going to be beneficial as well. Uh, I'm not so sure that he's going to be a guy that's going to get you know a thousand yards this year or anywhere close to a thousand yards. But you know, Kansas City likes to bring their receivers along a little bit slower, so. Wouldn't shock me for him to be around 500 to 750 and maybe more of a key player in 2023. You flip it over to the defensive side of the ball and you start looking at what they did in the draft. George Karloftis, I think, is going to be a guy that's shown in the preseason. He's got a huge motor. He's never going to stop going after the ball. He's got a couple of sacks because of it. And then you also have a guy in Trent McDuffie, who I think is going to be a fantastic addition to this team uh, as a starting cornerback. And I will throw just one more name out there, Mm -hmm. and we haven't seen a lot from him yet, but watch for Isaiah Pacheco to actually make a mark in Kansas City this year. Not only is maybe a kick returner, but maybe is also a running back. I love that. All right. David Drogmeyer locked on charge. They use running backs in Kansas City. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do. Andy Reid is like, it's like uh, he has a kryptonite up. Like, no, get that running back away from me. (laughs) Well, their running running game is short passes and they call that running. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The old, the old short passing game is the extension of the run game approach, right? right? (laughs) That's exactly what Andy Reid does. David Drugmeyer locked on Chargers. Let's start with this year's new faces before I ask you a bonus question here. Who are some of the guys that we need to know uh, being added to the roster there in L.A.? Well, I'll, for, I'll start with the, the biggest splash, the, the the first splash of the offseason. And, of course, that is the Chargers trading for Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. uh, last year, yeah, he got hurt, but he had six sacks in seven games. So he was still incredibly productive. I mean, you can just ask your boy Q about how dominant Khalil Mack can possibly be in the NFL. He is a and he's really just one of those true defenders. He's equally as good as a pass rusher and against the run. He sets a very physical, violent edge, but it's almost more importantly what it's going to do for Joey Bosa on the other side. Now it's truly pick your poison. You're going to have to block Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa. So good luck. Have fun with that. So you can obviously getting after the quarterbacks important, but also taking the football away is important as well. And that's why bringing in a shutdown corner. Mr. INT, J.C. Jackson, a guy who has 17 interceptions in the last two seasons alone. Those two pickups on defense are going to make an absolutely astronomical difference for this Chargers defense this year. And on offense, I'll give you one small one. Um, it's going to be Gerald Everett, the the tight end who's coming from Seattle. This is a, uh, coming from a, a spot where he didn't have the best QB situation for most of the season. And now he gets to play with Justin Herbert. And also, Jared Cook had 70 targets last year, so he's going to get a lot of opportunities to make an impact on offense. I love the Cody okay. gave that Cody gave that look when he said quarterback <laughs> situation in Seattle. He took that personal, man. You got to be Russell Wilson's like roadie or something, man. man. You got, you got some I of just, that back extension, buddy, man. What the hell's going on? I just on, don't man? get the Russ disrespect. Like even Seahawks fans, out. I think he Seahawks fans are soft. Seahawks fans are well. It wasn't very just Russell, okay? Was, it wasn't was just Russell. They did have Geno Smith, but you know yeah. that's, that's more of what I'm talking about. Just to be See, clear, that's not, hey, I got. I knew where you were going, David. Cody took that. No, my goodness. Cody's going to jump out of your skin for a second there. 
I wanted to highlight something there real quick. Because <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you make a great point, though. But here's the thing, too, about J.C. Jackson. He's better hope he doesn't have to go against Stephon Diggs. There we go. <laughs> I ain't it's worried about Stephon Diggs it? until we get to the playoffs, my man. <laughs> I'm gonna send Cody a, a care package, man. You need, God, man. Or maybe you should yeah, send so, me one. Hell, you. I think you on the payroll, man. Yeah, I was gonna say Russell, Russell Wilson wish. might have to send him one. That three brand, man. I tell you what, is something else. But no, I do think um, when you look at, at a guy like Gerald Everett and like even like Seahawks fan, because I guarantee you there's a Seahawks fan that's gonna see like a Russell Wilson thumbnail for this video and they're gonna listen. <laughs> I don't know why Seahawks fans are parading around thinking as if they're in a better situation with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Good luck with that, though. Yeah, very, you're very always, clearly. You're always better without your ex. You know that. You know, <laughs> Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Ignorance. Like you're always better ex. without your ex until you are without your ex. Good looking. Who cares if she's a supermodel? She really is not. She's overrated. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it goes. We all know. Uh, I love the I love the mention uh, as well, of course, with Khalil Mack, who's now kind of you know making making his return to the AFC West. Because that's going to be a big storyline throughout. And then as as John Gruden once, well, I have to be careful about all the yeah, things that John Gruden there. did Come once. On, say. But yeah. as John Gruden once said, after trading Khalil Mack away, let me put it that way: good pass rushers don't grow on trees, which is always a really interesting thing. But um, okay, I, I want to get to a little extra question here before we wrap up, guys. And this this is just for David here, or really. But th- this is something maybe maybe you all have a little bit of insight on. Um, in 2023, when we're doing the preview before that, I have a feeling that, David, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to ask you the question about the most important new face, and you're going to bring up Sean Payton, because that's my expectation, is that Sean Payton wow. will go to the Los Angeles Chargers. Is that something that you would like to see, or does that kind of depend upon Brandon Staley's performance here in 2022? Yeah, I'm definitely not going to foreshadow and just uh, overlook Brandon Staley and what he's going to be able right. to do as a second year head coach. I mean, I'm not going to do that, especially with the the talent on offense and a defense that's made specifically in his image, exactly how he wants it. Now, if he goes out there and he doesn't perform with all of the weapons on offense and all of the weapons on defense and everything that is set up the way he wants it, if you can't go perform when you have everything almost as ideal as you want it to be, then yes, of course you have to entertain looking at getting a, a new head coach because the Chargers have Super Bowl aspirations mm-hmm. this season. That is very, very clear. If you ask anybody around the organization or Charger fans, they expect this team to compete and go very far in the playoffs. So if that does not happen, then yeah. I mean, it's a wins and losses league. If you don't win enough, then you know the the figurehead is, is going to get replaced. So yeah, I'm not gonna go. No, I'm not gonna go there yet. Okay, I'm not gonna go there yet. <laughs> I but will. Obviously, I will. hey, if you're Sean Payton, right. why wouldn't you want to go to a team that has a young superstar quarterback and a ready-made defense? I mean, hello, Coach Nugent's there, yeah. former former hire yeah. of Sean Payton. Coach Lombardi is there, former hire exactly. of Sean yeah. Payton. Will Clapp is there. No, I'm just mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> he's gonna end up in Dallas next year. We all know. Uh, yeah, Jerry Jones ain't gonna let that yeah, slide. Yeah, Jerry no, Jones, I think. I think, I think Sean. I think Sean wants more more control over the roster than what he's going to get and in Dallas. Jerry will give him. That's not going to happen in L.A. I'll tell you that right he'll now. He'll give him the whole. He loves him some Sean Payton. He'll give him the whole. He'll name the stadium yep. after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's the selling point. Maybe that's hey, you know, point. because and, of that and movie. And David picked the, the Chargers <laughs> to win the AFC West. So if they win the AFC West, there ain't no way Brandon Staley going anywhere. So, exactly. That's true. There, there could go. be a trade. And I will say, I will say this. You have to make that move. I will say this. They have to make that move, though. If they don't perform this year, because they are going to waste the most valuable commodity that you can have in the NFL, and that is a good rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah. If they yeah. waste on a that rookie contract, that's the yep. most important thing that, right there. Exactly. Yep. If they waste that, you cannot 
you have to move on if he. I mean, you guys would know, right? I mean, with Patrick Mahomes on his rookie mm-hmm. deal, you guys loading up, and you know that turned into a Super Bowl. That's exactly what the Chargers are trying to do with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you I mean, what. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. What Sean Payton has never had in his head coaching career is that the good quarterback on a rookie contract. He's had the good quarterback on his first free agent year contract with Drew Brees, but he ain't never got the guy on the rookie contract before. Coming up next, though, we're going to join Lee Sterling, Locked on Bets, who's going to tell us the odds here. Of course, partner of your boy Q over at Locked on Bets. He's going to tell us the odds when it comes to the division winner, which one of these teams will be able to compete within the conference, which over under win totals you should check out. And of course, what those odds are that all four of these teams could make the playoffs. You want to keep up with these four teams? Make sure you're checking out Locked On Chiefs, Locked On Raiders, Locked On Chargers, and Locked On Broncos every single Monday through Friday on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube as well. Appreciate y'all very much for joining us. For Chris Clark, your boy Q, David Drogmeyer, and Cody Rourke, we've got more on the way here for you in just a sec with Lee Sterling, helping you set the edge and take home some cash this NFL season on the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Setting the Edge with Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets. All right, everybody. Setting the Edge with Lee Sterling is back. Making sure that you're getting all of the information that you need from the betting front, division by division here on the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. Of course, you can find Lee and your boy Q every Monday through Friday at Locked On Bets so that you can keep up with everything going on across all sports and get your betting advantage. You can also follow Lee on Twitter at Paramount Sports. Lee. We're off to the AFC West, traditionally one of the more competitive uh, conf- or excuse me, divisions in the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs right now favored to win that division again, uh, plus uh, 180. Los Angeles Chargers jump up to second, just in terms of what we've seen in recent past, plus 225. Got the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson at plus 265, not far behind those Chargers. And then the Las Vegas Raiders at plus 500. Start off with the landscape of this AFC West division and how competitive it is. Well, similar to the North, um, mm-hmm. North, I think, might be the most competitive. This might be the, the division not only is the most competitive, has the most talent. Mm-hmm. And um, any one of these teams is capable of winning the division. I don't think you can say that in any other division in the AFC or the NFC. Whereas, like, Cleveland, I, I just don't see it happening with Jacoby Brissett. Right. You know. For over the long haul, more than half the season. I think you can make a case for every one of these teams. And um, that's why this division really excites me. Mm-hmm. And also as a Dolphin fan scares me because, <laughs> you know, there's a chance that, you know, every one of these teams could make the playoffs. So, so, so what about that? What about the, the, the odds of, for all four teams in the AFC West potentially getting into the playoffs? I think this is the first time I've ever seen a wager to that effect. Right. You can bet all four teams to make the playoffs at 16 to one. So if you're a big fan, so (laughs) this might be one of those where I hedge, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, my dolphins wager. And if the dolphins don't make it, I think there's a chance that all four teams could make it. So that would be absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, You know, it might be set up a scenario. This might be one of these years where, all four of the teams are sitting at like 10 wins right. the last week of the season. Can you imagine? I mean, think about that that game last year uh, between the Raiders and the, and, and the Chargers, what went oh, on yeah. there. 
Chargers had to win that game. So can you imagine? I haven't even looked ahead at the schedule. A couple of these teams are squared off in the last week, mm -hmm. or if you've got to watch every single game that they're involved in just to see who wins the division. I think it's that close and that much fun because there's so many great players, great quarterbacks. I mean, each team has a great quarterback. Yep. Except for the Chiefs, all of them have really good receivers. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun also playmakers on defense. Yeah, pretty electrifying competition here within the division. Uh, is this one to where maybe you sit back a little bit in terms of betting right now on the division winner, or do you feel like there is a clear front runner? No, I don't think there's a clear front runner. And sometimes when that happens, maybe you look at some underdog odds in a mm -hmm. division. And, you know, maybe let's start from the bottom up here. Yeah, you got the Raiders at 500. Uh, okay. So the Raiders to win the division. Um, also, I like them. This is probably my second or third best wager team total win total for the season. Um, I think they're going to win 10 games. Mm. And so I think they're off by a little bit there. Uh, Devontae Adams is absolutely unguardable. There's that's a game changer right there. There's like Jefferson, a few of these other guys and, and Hill for the dolphins. You can't guard him with one guy. He separates and he, he doesn't drop very few balls. He's going to make Waller better. Who is yep. getting double covered. He's going to make Hunter Renfro better. And it's going to open up the running game for Jacob. Josh Jacobs was injured. I mean, he, even in games he played, he was playing with, I don't know, they never really said what the injury was. Was it a turf toe? Whether he, he broke his toe, what it was. But um, he should be much better, and there will also be much better coach. You lose a mm -hmm. coach that early in the season, um, it's really tough yeah. to compete. And and as we know now, you know, wasn't like we saw him, you know, in his first version, you know, when he was with, well, first version was with the Raiders, then he went to Tampa Bay. Um, one you know, with somebody else's roster and then you know. yeah he could have had Tom Brady and he turned it down so yeah. um, Gruden was you know I think he was his time had come here I think this is a really good coaching staff uh, they're coaching up these kids I think the kids really enjoy being coached up and I think for once they feel they have a chance I, I like them uh, I like their their season win total and also for them to win the division as a as an underdog I'll take a shot here I love that. And yeah, their over-under is set right now in terms of win total at eight and a half wins. So Lee saying, take the over there, minus 145. Not bad. Let's stick with some uh, some win totals here within that uh, that same division. Kansas City Chiefs at plus or minus, or excuse me, at um, over-under 10 and a half wins, minus 140 for the over, plus 110 for the under. Here's an interesting fact. If you bet the Kansas City Chiefs, their season win total over every year since Patrick Mahomes has been there, I mean, you don't, you don't, you're not vacation an island. You probably own an island. Wow. Gone over. So that just shows you how undervalued they are. I don't know. Maybe they're not the Cowboys, and um, for some reason they always set it low. This might be the season where they finally go under. They mm -hmm. could. I, I, it's not one of my best wagers. I think they're going to be at ten. They could still win eleven games, but can't run the football mm -hmm. and i think if if i'm looking at all the backs i think isaiah pacheco kid from rutgers is a guy i would look at so yep just seems like he runs a little bit harder really good at picking out holes and so he might be a guy i look at uh they got a little younger on defense which was smart uh had some guys that were older went with some younger guys i mean Sorensen couldn't cover i mean they had right. him 
one-on-one in situations and it was a real liability. So if they make the right moves, um, Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. They got a chance to win the division. I mean, they're the favorite, but um, this might be the year to fade them. They might go back a little bit and win 10, nine or 10 games this year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that, the, you know, I don't think you, you go so far as to bet on this team being a losing team. Uh, you know, obviously injuries are the ultimate X factor always, but you know, look, they lost Tyron Matthew as, you know, as he went home to new Orleans, uh, Justin Ross, the wide receiver that they brought right. in out of Clemson, he was playing extremely well, but then he ends up being a big loss in the preseason. So is Marquez Valdez Scantling and Travis Kelsey, is that enough for you to really maximize Those what are, Patrick? They're Jags. they're Jags. Yeah. Just another guy. Mm. So, I mean, Travis Kelsey is probably going to catch 130, 140 balls this year. I mean, right. he's going to look early and often to him. But um, without Hill, I mean, they're going to be able to play have a the lot guy. different. Yeah. 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 Don't have the guy, right? Yeah. Um, Los Angeles Chargers also had 10 and a half wins, minus 130 for the under, plus 100 for the over. How are you feeling about uh, the Chargers in Los Angeles? Uh, who I believe, what? by the way, are going to be Sean Payton's team next year, by the way. I believe that's where he coaches. Next I can year. see it happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little inside info there. <laughs> um, so this was at 10. And mm. if you like the over, then you should have bet it. At 10 and a <laughs> half, I, I don't I don't like it. Yeah. I think they're the most talented team in the division. Mm. Just injuries. I, I don't know what their training staff does, but whatever they're yeah. doing, it's been wrong. It ain't working. And um mentally getting over the hump. They just can't win big games. Now the coaching staff is much better than what they had before. But say that he likes to take a lot of chances, maybe a few too many gambles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, what might have cost them a game or two last year. Their coaching staff before that was so bad, it cost them four or five games. Right. Um, they couldn't win a close game. They had, I mean, so many times they were fourth, first and goal in the one and couldn't put it in. I think, I think they're going to be better. And I could see them winning 11 games. But, um, at 11 and a half, 10 and a half, I don't want to bet it. So I like the Chargers. I think they've got a good chance to make the playoffs. Um, I'm still I'm still not all in on them as a team. Love their quarterback but um, and love the talent. But is it finally going to mature into something? Remains to be seen. Yeah, they've got a loaded roster, yeah. but yeah. the coach has oh, got to yeah. get out of his own way over there. Uh, Denver Broncos, 10 wins for the over under there. So, like we said, this is a very, very competitive division. Uh, minus 130 for the under yeah. plus 100 for the over. So their defense will be very similar to last year, which I think is good enough. Mm-hmm. Two big upgrades. Obviously quarterback Russell Wilson. I still think he has one, maybe two good years, but here's an interesting thing. When I was studying film of him and watching games last year, mm-hmm. He was out reading coverages, right, where he used to, I don't know whether it was film study or he was disinterested. He knew they weren't the same team. His offensive line was terrible. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of coverages that he just totally misread and threw some pick sixes on and some incompletions. So maybe he'll be focused again, and I think you're going to see that out of him. But if he has problems, maybe something's going on. But I think he's going to bounce back and have a big year in Javante Williams. Love this guy. I mean, if you're in fantasy, big, strong, fast, really good vision. I thought they should have played him more. They waited really to the last four games to to put, you know, to to make him the workhorse. But he is a stud. He's a, you know, fantasy could end up top three, top four guy. So he is that good. I think they're going to win 
11 games this year. I like the over with the Denver Broncos. I'm so grateful to hear you say that about Javante Woods because I was offered a lot for him in a dynasty league and I did not give him up. Right. So, you know, I'm banking on exactly I that made same the level of success. So I drafted him <laughs> last year. Uh-huh. I got him in like the the ninth or tenth round mm-hmm. and just they didn't play him enough. You know, if uh, they had yeah. played him earlier in the season, you know, he would have been the steal of the year. But um, he's talented. So yeah. sometimes that's that's the biggest problem in fantasy or anything else is you know what a team can do. You see that talent and the coaching staff doesn't get it out of their players. Yeah. Yeah. That tends to be a little yeah. bit too much of a case sometimes when it comes to fantasy football. Thanks, Bill. Um, yeah. The next piece here is the conference. Of course. Now this is great. This is all four of these teams are in the top eight when it comes to the odds here, Kansas city Chiefs plus 600 to win the conference, Los Angeles chargers plus 650 to win the conference, Denver Broncos plus 1200. And then Las Vegas Raiders plus 1800. What do you like here? What do you, what do you, what are you staying away from? Um, I would take a shot with Denver, uh, you know, yeah. plus, I think Denver is, is a team you take a shot with, like Baltimore. Um, mm-hmm. I also think they're two teams that are dangerous. Quarterbacks get hot. They get home field advantage. They've got a chance. Now, you don't want to have to have them go to Buffalo or Kansas City. Um, but, right. you know, if if they have to go the gauntlet, if they have to play, like, let's say, in Kansas City and then play at Buffalo, it's going to be tough. But I think Denver can do it. I think if they can win the division, you only have to play maybe one game on the road at Buffalo. Um, Russell Wilson and with that running game, they can do it. So, um, I'll take a shot with the Denver Broncos. I I think you like the battle tested nature of anybody coming out of this division, right? Like that's going to be a hard nosed team ready for some postseason. It's fun. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm going to go with, um, an underdog to win the division, take a shot with, with the Las Vegas Raiders, but to win the conference, uh, probably the Denver Broncos. So kind of hedging, hedging my bet there because, all four teams, any team can win this division. Yeah. And uh, lastly here, let's take a look real quick. The top two teams from this division in Super Bowl odds, plus 1,000 for the Kansas City Chiefs, plus 1,100 for the Los Angeles Chargers, makes them fourth uh, in Super Bowl odds above the yeah. reigning champions last year, the Los Angeles Rams. How do you like those? Well, if they make it to the Super Bowl, I think they have a good chance of winning. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. I just, you know what, Super Bowl, there's so many things that can happen. I rarely bet Super Bowl odds, especially with a division this tough. So um, I think they've made the odds. They're pretty pretty sharp on the odds. I'm just going to stay away from it, but uh, could be could be a whole lot of fun uh, watching all four of these teams. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up tomorrow on Tuesday, we're jumping over to the NFC, starting off with the NFC North. Will Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers run away with it all, or should you be taking a look at how the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins could probably win you some big money in 2022? The Detroit Lions have one of the biggest and maybe most fun personalities at head coach. We got to see it all in hard knocks, but how is it all going to translate out onto the field in this NFL season? And of course, the Chicago Bears looking to reestablish themselves as a winning team in the NFL. Once again, I am your host, Ross Jackson, and until our next episode, thank you so much for listening or watching, and of course, thank you to our friends over at 
Odyssey. Make sure you find the ultimate pro football preview 2022 on the Odyssey app or your favorite podcast provider. You can also find it on Locked on NFL's YouTube page as well so that you don't miss an episode.